Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine St. Clair. All aboard! Thank you so much for tuning in to Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair Podcast. This week's guest is another sultry blonde bombshell named Alex Lynx. She's actually college educated, very smart, and of course, I have a thing for fellow New Yorkers. So let's see what she has to say. Thank you for making this happen. I'm so excited to have you on the show. As soon as I saw your photos, they're like so gorgeous. I have to have you on here. Thank you. I appreciate that. So you're a fellow New Yorker, which I think is pretty cool. I didn't so, know you were from New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I live there. I say that, um, but I'm, yeah, I lived most of my youth there. Amazing. You New are York. from New York then. Huh? You are from New York then. Yeah. Like, most yeah. of the time I was there. Yeah. You kind of remind me of Madonna, like when I first started listening to her so funny I get that all the time and and I'm like I mean as long as it's like the young version she's yeah. you know older now but I'm like okay <laughs> no no no, it's a younger version of it um take- you'll take it so I read that you went to college which is interesting that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on here too that you actually went to school tell me about that what did you study where did you go Yeah, so I went to a SUNY school, um, just small town USA, and got, I mean, it was a while ago, it was 2000, I graduated early 2010, but um, yeah, because I'm I'm from here, so I just stayed in the state, and I got my my bachelor's in broadcast journalism, because I never, I never really knew what I wanted to do. I figured communications would be a safe bet. And I also always really love being in front of the camera and performing. And so I was like, I want to be like a news anchor, like a news lady. Like that sounds really fun. Um, obviously didn't work out that way, but I would say things worked out for the better. And, uh, and then after I got my bachelor's in broadcast journalism, I went on to get my master's degree in business. So I also have an MBA. I did all of that online through SNHU, uh, Southern New Hampshire. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to say I have regrets. I don't believe in regrets in life, but like, cause I think every experience that we have shapes us into who we are now, but I could have done without you know, considering where I ended up, but you know, it is what it is. I think somehow it contributed to where you are. Yeah. I mean, do you use any of your skills to promote yourself? I mean, you have an MBA in business. That's big. Yeah. So on full disclosure, like I'm so frank with this. I, I fully believe, and I know I learned everything I know about business and marketing and all that stuff, just kind of from being like thrown into it you know, especially in this industry, it's like you either figure it out or you don't last. And so just kind of being thrown into it, figure it out. And I've certainly made mistakes along the way, but that's life. And, you know, you make one mistake once you don't repeat it and life goes on and you learn and you grow from that. Right. So, yeah. Interesting. And did you shoot, did you come out to LA to shoot porn or were you doing it from New York? 
Yeah. So I was a cam model. I started off um, after I decided like corporate life was not just not for me. It was very soul sucking for me. I became a full-time webcam model on my free cams and I really, really liked it. And I saw a lot of the girls were doing shoots for like twisties, kind of like the more soft, the pretty girl on girl stuff, um, you know, just to drive traffic basically to their cam sites. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I want to do that. So fast forward, I literally Google like how to do porn. Um, I I uh, went through a series of steps, eventually ended up with OC modeling. And, you know, I told them, I just want to do girl, girl, I'm a cam model. And they took me on. So I was flying from New York to LA, probably it was a few months, like for like a whole summer. And then eventually I got to the point, A, I had always wanted to live in California, B, New York, like the lifestyle, the fly back and forth was consistently building a career at that point anyways. It just wasn't, condu- like it wasn't efficient. And I, I thought I could do better. And I just, I wanted to change the pace. So I just moved out to LA and then I started doing all the shoots all the time. That's interesting. Cause I, it's just such a different culture uh, between New York and LA. Oh my know? God. It was honestly- yeah. Well, they're both, I would say they're both expensive. New York is more expensive than LA. Um, but the, the, I had like a, it was a culture shock when I first, first got out there because, you know, being from New York, I wasn't in, in the city, but I was in Westchester, which was like a suburb and I'm still in the city a lot. And it's kind of the same demeanor up there. And I get to LA and I'm a very direct, very like blunt, like I will tell, you know, I'm not going to skirt around things. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm a very on time person. I'm a very show up early. I'm a very, I'm a follow through with everything I say I'm going to do. I get to LA and I'm like, what the fuck? I honestly, like it drove me insane for about a solid year. I was there. I was like, A, people tell me, oh yeah, let's hang out and never fucking you know, hits me up, whatever. A lot of, a lot of like, um, being nice, but it's all very surface and, um, a lot of like, oh yeah, like let's meet at this time. And they're like an hour late. It's just like the, so it's just, you know what I, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like it drove me insane. And then I got to a point and I was like, all right, I live here. I'm going to be living here for a while. I need to adjust and just be learn to like be okay with it because this is how it is. So there's no sense in like dwelling on what could be, you know? Yeah, it's kind of just how you keep, like who you keep in your small circle. Like I've made my circle so much smaller than let's say 10 years ago. Like right. it's super small and it's filled with people from all over the world because I have friends here and there, family, but one thing about LA is are people really actually friends? I think we just kind of go around and like collect each other and put them in this box, you know? I I too, I feel the same. I also think that's like a more natural thing as you get older, you just have less time and you have different things you want to focus on. It's not like your twenties, you have like 500 friends. And for me, I've always kept like a small circle. Um, and, and to your point, I do agree. Like even being in LA, I found a lot of camaraderie within the industry. I found a lot of camaraderie. This is something that did take longer though, but like outside of the industry, that was always important. I wanted to like have a life outside of it. Um, Took me some time. I I do have people out there now that I do consider to be true friends, but as a whole, you're right. People almost use each other. Who does this person know? Who does that person know? And everyone's doing it, you know? So it's a weird vibe um, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just just even in everyday life like you could pretend you're putting someone's number in your phone but you know you're not going to do anything with it 
and you're right like one thing when you get older it's just you you have people around you that want to bring you into like a whole new group of friends yeah like the last thing I want is a new group of friends I really I just like don't want it people don't get that what's your sign I'm a Taurus okay okay and what are you saying I'm sorry I just oh what are you I'm a Scorpio oh very cool okay Um, (laughs) what was I saying yeah, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not going to shut down, you know, here and there, even to this day, like I will encounter someone I just naturally jive very well with and it clicks organically. And that's one thing, but to be like, oh, I need more people. Like I'm, I just, I have no energy for that. You know, no need. What's your total time so far in adult? Um, so I started webcaming in 20. I forget if it was 2012 or 2013. I want to say the tail end of 2012. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing full on scenes uh, in 2014. So uh, almost a decade, which is insane. Maybe more if you count the camming. It goes by so fast. Well, what do you, do you prefer doing camming or being on set shooting a scene? So, I mean, especially nowadays with OnlyFans, I, I really love producing scenes and everything about it and I just learned this about myself like this year which you know and we'll get to this but I learned a lot of this from Ivan and again like I said we'll get to this but like I I am in love with producing scenes from start to finish because I've been doing it since I was camming so I was always used to it and then just within the past few years since OnlyFans and then I haven't gone to set in three years I don't need to anymore and I just choose not to I choose to just be basically my own production company every part of it from finding these cool spots to to planning outfits and to planning the scene and planning the talent and coordinating the talent and coordinating the day and getting like every single part of it I am obsessed with it I'm like oh my god this is amazing so that's what I'm doing I really love doing that and then once a week or so I will do a cam show on my OnlyFans and that is a lot of fun um I used to do it five five six sometimes seven days a week all the time because it was my job full time I could not do that now I could like I could not that's too much you know yeah I mean even and I'm grateful for fans that they've you know followed me for so long but really I own a lot of stuff like a lot of my photos and I don't own videos but I just put photos up there from before but the requests that come in then you get dick photos like how do you deal with dick photos I just show them to my gay friends you know well the only place that I am able to get them are on like OnlyFans or Sex Panther would be another one so they have to pay me for me to look at them so I need to make I need to be getting some money in order to look at them you know and it just says that is the nature of our business right and I do like the ratings on OnlyFans and I charge you know for different tiers of the ratings that I do so I have like a little business model around the dick pics I mean look if people are gonna send them I might as well be making some money (laughs) I know it's just I've had regular random guys send them to me on Instagram. So if I'm in a bad mood when I wake up, I just see who they are. I go on Facebook, then I'll post the photo, like blur at the tip of the head and the guy's information where he works. Um, I'll probably, if I feel like it, I'll contact the wife. I've done that before. I got it from a police, uh, police, uh, not police, a firefighter in New York City. And I went, he said, well, you're in Long Island to boot. I mean, you're in fucking Long Island and you, I grew up in the Ma- in Manhattan. You're not going to send me, I mean, you don't send someone like me your dick photo. You're a Long Island guy. You do not send a New York woman your dick photo. I want nothing That's to do with it. the worst you. way. That is yeah. the 
Oh, I sent it to his wife. <laughs> Did you get her? What was that reaction? She's like, how did you this? Oh, he's sending them to me. But I just want to tell you, this is what he's doing. And uh, you have to put some manners on your boy or something. So yeah, that was, it's very short lived. So girl, you girls have so much patience. And camming, was that what you expected? Have you ever run into anyone in the cam world that maybe you knew from work, from school, um, a stepfather oh, or something? Let me rewind here. I'm still stuck on the in, the messaging thing. It fucking, let me just go off real quick. It blows my mind sometimes because I still, I'll check my DMs on Instagram. I don't, I don't engage with them, right? Like if they're, if they're from industry people or whatever business, sure. If it's like a random dick pic or what the fuck ever, it blows my mind. The profile pic, it's like all the family. It's like the husband, the guy who's sending it with like the whole family. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? I had one guy send me something and I looked on his profile and he was a fucking like newscaster. I'm like, dude, like, what if I were like, like, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to engage with this, but like, what, like, this does not sound like a good idea. You you send that to the wrong person, like, dude, like, so anyways, that's like a, an interesting part of our world, isn't it? But back to the camming. Um, no. So camming is actually, so I went into it and I knew like from the day one of my first cam show, because I used to not show my face for a couple of weeks. And then I started to, and I said, the first time I show my face, I have to assume that it will be broadcast on the internet everywhere because it, you know, eventually things are going to come out. I wasn't dumb in that way or naive. I would say not so much dumb, naive. Um, so no, um, I have had when I first, you know, when I was camming full-time for two years, so it was like a year and a half, two years. I did go to, it might have been Exotica, New Jersey. I think it was. I did run into, someone came up to me and they're like, oh, I'm username, blah, blah, blah. Nice to see you in real life. And it really tripped me the fuck out because, you know, I don't, it's different now as an adult actress. Like I'm like, oh, obviously I have more viewers, but the cam world is a lot smaller and it's very like, uh, you know, the community of fans that I grew, the audience, it wasn't huge. It was fine. It wasn't like massive. So I was really just kind of like, oh my God, there's this person has like sat in my cam room and like jerked off. Like it was just like, a, but it was also my very first ever intro to like, uh, you know, talking to someone in that way. Cause now I go to the expos and I meet fans and it's like, great, like, cool. Like just instantly click and talk and everything like that. But that was my first, first and only time. But other than that, no, I mean, and also what I really like about this job, even with camming, it's like, even if I think if someone saw me out and about in real life, are they going to come, are they always going to come up to me? I feel like they'd be like embarrassed or a little shy. So I like that because, you know, we go about our uh, normal day to day. They may not necessarily come up to you. They'll give you the look. Yes. Always. I the look. still get the look to this day and I had no idea this thing aired on Vice TV, Trash Talk TV, Dark Side of the 90s. I had no idea these Springer clips were on there. I don't really give a fuck. Then it's like a younger person that came up to me at the gym, these young girls, and they don't like implants. They don't like all this stuff that we love and we like all the, you know, all the aesthetics of what women should look like. Give me all of it. Right, exactly. Give me all of it. <laughs> they were creeped out at first and then they you know oh well that's kind of cool but what was it like it's like you know 
You weren't even a sperm in your daddy's ball sack when I was doing this stuff, but it's something you'll never witness and never have in your life. So just don't ask me like what it was like, because I cannot describe it in any word, in any language, but you will get the looks and it's kind of cute, you know, like, especially if it's a guy with his wife walking down the street, all happy. Yeah, I know what you do. You jerk off. <laughs> and it's crazy because even now, like on my you know, I'm on like apps and OnlyFans and stuff like that. Like people will tell me what their jobs are. And obviously I'm discreet. Like this is, you know, I don't share people's personal info, but I'm like, oh, this guy's a elementary school teacher. This guy's a middle school teacher. This guy's a fucking like principal. Like I shit you not. And this is real. One guy, like this guy works out like Lowe's part-time. And so I can't like, it's hard to go out and like, not like there's anything wrong with it, but it just gives me a weird perspective, not like in a good way, but I'm just like, wow, every human is just like a freak. You know what I mean? Like the cashier and like your neighbor and like your, your sweet teacher, like everyone's a fucking freak. And I just love that about life. I love seeing life in that perspective, just having, you know, seen the world the way that we have, like, I do feel that too. I see it a lot of the times and over the Christmas, like before Christmas, I have these, um, I met, yeah, Ivan, I call him Slava, but I met him through wrestling. Mm -hmm. I have these little, little uh, wooden Christmas ornaments, uh, says have a merry mother Christmas. It's a wrestling related thing, right? And the guy who works the night shift at CBS who made all of them, he looks really creepy then he's just I just like I could tell like every time I come in there it's these weird looks from him you know and it's such a it's just I don't want to meet the other side of the people that jack off if that makes any sense I feel you I do but it's okay but I just don't want to like engage and you don't know who's doing what you could tell the people that are kind of off they've printed photos for me at Kinko's before um like you know who's doing what you know they're googling you they are going to. And that's the whole thing. It's just the internet has changed so many things, including your way of life. I went in to get my eyebrows done and the girl all of a sudden couldn't see me. Uh, you know, I didn't give her my name as Jasmine. She figured it out on her own because people Google people. Is that funny? Well, she didn't. She canceled it. So you should see her Yelp review. She's like out of business now. Like I went after her, after her. Like when I go after you, you don't want that. That's the worst thing ever. <laughs> I've been good. Slava could tell you. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's like, I don't mind. Like people can print out pictures, whatever. It's like at the expo, like I'll sign, I'll sign some. And like, you know, if you're collecting them, but like, if you're like a just you know on my shoulder breathing heavily like there will be problems because like again like anyone else like you need your personal space you need to people need to recognize like everyone's just a human like we're just going about our day-to-day -day, our normal everyday business just like everyone else so yeah I mean unless you have like per hair perfume people are always going to smell your hair I got it <laughs> with the hair perfume finally from Chanel so I spray it on and the guy was sniffing my hair on the street he wasn't being creepy. He's like, it smell. He was gay. Oh, it smells so good. What is that? So yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it smelled amazing. I mean, I'm sure it smells amazing. Now I want to get some. Yeah, every everyone should, like women. I like it when people actually like wear colognes, wear perfumes, wear shoes. To I hate wearing sneakers. It feels like such a downgrade to like 
even if I'm going to the gym, I, but I know I have to, because I'm just going to the gym, but still. Right. Yeah. I feel that too. I'm more like my feet are really fucked up from figure skating. So I have to wear sneakers, but I really like balance that out. I'm such a like an extra girl. Like I have like my lashes, I have my nails, I'm full of filler and Botox and my, my implants and all that shit. And honestly, like who the fuck cares? Like literally YOLO. And same with like, I love like even like a piece of jewelry or like, you know, um, a spritz of perfume. It just like elevates you. It puts more pep in your step. And I feel like you understand that, you know, and even surrounding yourself with nice things that like make you feel inspired and happy. It just makes all the difference in like your mindset and your confidence level, I feel. That's very interesting because people say these days that uh, women should just go out however they want to. And I was raised to not go out in the street with sneakers on, like on a Friday or a Saturday night. Um, and you can't go outside like dressed. It's like going out in gym clothes is one thing, like the hot yoga pants and stuff. But you just don't go out in your daily life, even to the store, just dressed down. Then I come up outside now and these kids have like buns and just messy hair and then slippers and pajamas it's just sloppy crazy yeah it's sloppy and I I completely feel that and on one hand I'm all about fashion and um you know dress how you want and I have for sure like gone to the grocery store in like giant sweatpants but even when I fly on at the airport I'm in like leggings a little crop top like a fitted like track jacket I bring a sweatshirt because I'm always freezing it's always so cold in there Mm -hmm. but I have like jewelry like a nice like necklace I'm like done like I have like um like you know my brows are done up a bit like I'm slightly done up like done down but still done up and I still like I don't want to like roll in there in my fucking like flannel pajamas I'll feel like a scrub like that doesn't make me feel good you know and then I'll like I just won't operate as efficiently if that makes sense like it totally makes sense and I think a lot of people especially the generation today needs to understand that like I said in business class or even premium economy how did you pay for this ticket and you smell like you just smell and you have these outfits on that are just so um, pajama-ish, you yeah. know? Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, and, and people can be all, oh, appearance, it's all in what's on the inside. But I mean, I hate to break it to you, but the fact of the matter is the world that we live in, people are visual and the way you present yourself to the world is people's first impressions of you, because that's what people see even before you open your mouth. So, I mean, that's how I was raised, you know? also like that's how I was raised and like you know you dress well for different occasions and you dress like respectfully and obviously like I get my fix of dressing really slutty like on set and everything like that and then like you know everything else is like tasteful and just depends where I'm going but yeah I just I'm not a fan of like the no maintenance vibe for sure yeah, that's interesting. But, you know, I don't ever really go out with anyone for the inside that much. Usually inside the wallet. Yeah. Uh, inside your head, definitely at some point. But you, it's always I'm like the most shallow person I know when it comes to guys, <laughs> especially like, look, if you are if you just if this isn't right on your nose, OK, I could deal with the nose thing, maybe to a degree. But then it's like the belly and then the snoring and then I think my biggest pet peeve is grammar. What's your biggest pet peeve when it comes to a guy? Oh my God, that's so funny. Um, When it comes to a guy, oh my God. Are we talking about like physical or are we talking about like anything? Uh, Anything, give three things because I gave the belly, I gave the grammar and what else did I say? Oh, a passport if you don't have a passport. Who the fuck doesn't have a passport nowadays? That would be- Felons, some felons. So then I had to upgrade my men somehow. <laughs> 
that's good. Um, okay, uh, just, I don't know, men who just don't like, like dirty fingernails just is so nasty. Honestly, this applies to women too. I'm not going to lie. I just, I don't hang out. Your fingernails are gorgeous. I don't hang out with women who have dirty fingernails. I'm just saying like mostly men have them. And then like, um, just being, I like men who can like stand up to me because I'm very a type and very like, and I have, cause I am for business and I just am that way. And like, if you're like more of like a guy who can like be like you telling me, Oh, I'm picking you up here. We're going here, blah, blah, blah. I fucking love that. Like, I hate like passiveness, like, Oh, you decide. Like, I just, it just really like, um, it's a big turnoff and I can't even explain why. Like it just, I'm just like, Ooh, I don't, I don't want to make all the decisions. Like you're, I want you to lead, you know? So that's another one. And then just, um, you know, guys who like are flighty with the plans and like flaky or like, you know, don't, the, the words don't align with the actions, I would say. That's LA for you. So yeah, 100%. <laughs> Mo- majority was for me anyways. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a crazy world. Um, what would you say is probably the craziest thing you've done in adult? Like, are there any scenes that really stick out in your mind that you've done or produced? Um, as far as crazy, honestly, I'm a fairly vanilla performer. I have done a couple uh, orgy scenes uh, way back when. Um, that was an experience for sure. I'd say I'm on the on the visual side of things. Ivan and I collaborated and we did this for my DVD. It was a sexploitation of Alex Links. I think that was 2015, 2016. It might have been 2016. And he made, and of course, because of course he did, in his house, an entire clown themed strip club. He built this whole set. It was like the stage with the LED, with a pole. And then he had like, a couple people like I think one per was it one two I don't know people were like dressed up in clown outfits and then there were like dummies like clown dummies there were all these different clowns sitting around it was me and Leah Falcon and she was a clown girl and I was a stripper and we just like did a scene on this stage and I was like covered she was covered like whole clown makeup I was covered in it it was just more like wild like in the visual sense you know and it was on the more intense spectrum of my typical girl girl scenes as you would imagine they're fairly like softer you know and this was a little bit more intense but do you have any plans to do guy girl scenes did you start those or yeah yeah I did um I did them for a long time so 2015 to about 2020 and then I started like I'm I'm like a I call myself I'm like a sensitive little flower and I'm sure you can relate it's like you know I mean, I don't know, some women can just like go, I know plenty of performers, they just go to set like seven days a week, they're just getting railed every single day, and they fucking love it. I was always could not handle it that well, you know how like the scenes are like, they're 45 minutes to an hour, like all the hardcore, like my body would get beat up, and I would be exhausted and just so drained, because I was doing about three, four a week, and I, I, I tapered off, and I realized the, the less scenes I did, boy-girl scenes I did, the better I felt, and I was like, also, it was, you know, OnlyFans era, I was making good money, and and so much so that I, I truly, real, I realized, I was like, I do not need to do this anymore, I just don't need to, because girl-girl, it's so different, you know, it's just, it's more like, a little more passionate, a little more soft, you know, boy, girl, you're getting fucked up. Your makeup's gone. Your eyelashes are off. Your fucking weave is out. Like it's a mess. 
and I don't need to do it. So I don't do it. And I, you know, if the tickles my fancy in the future, sure. I'm just like kind of coasting right now, but you know, I never say never. I've never did girl, girl scenes. Really? No, 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 no. I always did guys, but I work, I work like once a month usually and I get it, but like, I just didn't, I just didn't tolerate like showing up on a set after hair and makeup. If the guy wasn't hard, I'm like, okay, that's not my problem. You have to go jack off in a corner and just get it hard yourself. I have other things to do. So yeah. What else was I doing on a set? Really nothing. Just like terrorizing people. Uh, Cause someone couldn't get their dick up and I wanted to go home to like watch TV or play with my cat. But um, seriously, that's how bad it was. I've, oh, you know, what's funny. That might be a little controversial, but I have always felt the same. Where, you know, you are your one job, you your job as a male performer is to get hard and give a good scene. My job is not to get you hard. Now I can help, I can be very pleasant and I can, <laughs> you know, be there for the scene and everything like that. And I know if I'm gonna like, I'm not like a, oh, you get, you know, cause then I'm not gonna be like, you know, yelling at them because then they won't get hard, whatever. But I've, I've just always felt that like, you know, I am not responsible for this. Like, just because I know I look really good today, but you know, I'm not going to help you out unless I'm feeling really generous. Like you, this is your job to go figure this out. And I've always felt that way. Like you should be able to, if this is your job, right? Like, because I've been in situations where they're like trying to like get me to help out. And I'm like, honestly, like, I don't really want to right now because we've been doing this for 40 minutes and you've not been, you've been up and down and now I'm pissed. Like, just please, you know? Oh my God. Now, I don't think it's controversial. I think it's, um, it's realistic. I know once the makeup girl had to like play with the guy while I was just saying, like, could you fucking hurry up? I have a nail appointment later. Like I have to go, I have shit to do. And the makeup girl was like, shh, don't say anything. I'm like, well, I want to go. So finally he got it up. And then it's like, when the camera wasn't rolling, your dick has to be out of me face closed are you the same way or do you just let them like keep fucking you you so you're smart like I don't think you let people take advantage of you I fucking don't but you can't in this industry you cannot and uh because one <laughs> fuck um I have but not all the time it depends who it is it depends if I like you uh I would say far often than not that it's not happening it's it's fucking not maybe I can probably count on one hand the, the amount of times that have I've done that and that I've shot hundreds of scenes because again I am getting paid to give a scene the cameras are off we are not that I'm not doing this I'm not begging you for fun like I, I can get laid on my own you can probably get laid on your own I'm just I'm not down you know this is work it's work for me I'm at the office like I I want professionalism like I don't want someone breathing heavily like trying to get his dick wet I'm sorry. That's just, it's just so funny. Like hearing you say that. Uh, I, true, know, like, I, I think I'm going to steal that from you though. I don't want to know who's <laughs> trying to get his dick wet. Exactly. I've had it happen before. Like, like, come on, like, Oh, like just please. And I'm like, dude, like what you're doing right now, like maybe I would, if you approach a situation differently, like, or like treating me like a human, I'm not your like sex robot. Like I'm not, you know? And like, again, it's your job to be hard for the scene and of course if I'm pleasant they'll will have good chemistry for the scene but I'm like my god I can't jerk you off for 45 minutes 
I've had a guy like not be able to get hard and it was like a solid hour of just doing everything and then he had to leave and they had to replace him and like I just don't you know so I'm just not down for that 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 then I expend my energy that I could be using to give a good scene it's interesting how they you know vetted people back then versus now hold on so sorry my dog is about to bark I'm gonna no problem <laughs> I hear her getting riled up come on I know what you're doing. Okay. Another dog outside. Okay. Anyway, so sorry. That's where we edit it. Okay. What do I even ask? Okay. Um, right. My mind's like spinning because I'm still filled up with like all the energy from the gym. So let's see. Okay. Hmm. Oh, so there's so many people out there in the, um, OnlyFans universe and camming. What do you think is your niche? And did you find it really hard to stand out on OnlyFans to gain your following? Oh gosh, uh, my niche, honestly, like the way I approach it is like, I just show up every day as myself. And I highlight area, like highlight, I, I share parts of my world that, that I just naturally love and enjoy. And I find that the people that align with that just have gravitated to me as far as my demeanor my performances and all that stuff um I would say probably girlfriend experience would be I was just thinking about this the other day actually I was like what is it because I'm not really the type like I I do give a good scene I do turn it on but I'm not the type where oh I'm so horny like like you know just very like um just very like hardcore like super sexual 24 7 like I have those moments when obviously um but that's not me all the time and so um I think more so just me being playful and goofy like the other night on my cam show I was just being so playful and silly we were cracking jokes we were doing prizes and stuff like that and just like hanging out and it was a great show, like all, everything about it was so fun and really, it turned out really well. So I think just that, you know, just being like a, a friend, like a girlfriend experience type thing. And then I do also have a, a solid pool of the femdom fans because I also have that side of me where I can turn on. Now I'm not out pegging dudes, but like, you know, I am very happy to, you know, SPH, CEI, like all that fun stuff. I have it in me. I don't know what the fuck, but like, I'm very happy to all, all the bratty, like um, femdom stuff. Like I'm here for it. That's like super fun for me. But as far as like my general audience, I would say, um, that would be my niche for sure. I'm just kind of like the girl next door. Like I'm relatable. I went to college, like I'm educated and I just kind of took a turn. So um, yeah, so there's that. And then um, as far as, I'm sorry, what was the other question? It was. Um, so that's how you, well, that's basically your niche. You definitely are very all American girl next door, hundred yeah. uh, percent. So I could see the attraction. Um, <laughs> you find it very hard to make the money in this day and age with it because there's so many people doing it like my next door neighbor probably does it and she's she's not hot i have to tell you <laughs> then you know every other girl out there quits their job and goes on OnlyFans. 
Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I just, I, I would say as far as standing out on OnlyFans, that's what you asked also to your point. Again, I just do things that I know are like the way I see it in all humans, like we're all like our own thumbprint, right? So each and every single one of us has our own unique to the world qualities and things that we love and, and just like demeanor. And I feel like just bringing all of that at maximum capacity every single time, like, I show up on the internet, I share like memes that I resonate with and all of that just being me, like it, it mag, it's like I'm being a magnet, you know what I mean? For the, for people that are like, fuck with me. They're like, oh, this chick is cool, yada, yada. But as far as like making money and stuff like that, I, I started OnlyFans in 2017. So I was not one of those people that just like was an overnight success or whatever. Like I've worked my ass off building my content library, like staying organized. They have calendars, like have set schedules, times when I go on and chat. So it's like a lot, but I've like, I've made a good system. It's taken a lot of time. Um, so um, not, it's not hard anymore, but it took some time to get to that point. Yeah, it's all about time because there are only so many hours in a day to do anything. Yes. It's yeah. tough, even just with podcasting. I'm setting up my new studio and I forgot I don't have glue to like glue these things on in the back and then the light didn't come in and all the stuff. So everything online is just different. It's a whole other world out there now. It's it crazy. And I don't do femdom stuff. Like I know about financial domination. What is femdom, femdom, femdom? And what is S S P H? Oh yeah. So femdom is like Femdom is like the blanketed term for female humili or uh, female domination. So it's okay. basically, and then what falls under that are the categories like SPH, aka small penis humiliation. Oh, your dick is this big. Oh, and like laughing at it because it's so small, you know, and they get off on that. Oh, your dick is three inches. You jerk off like this. And just basically just like that. And then CEI was like come eating instruction. So it's like a jerk off instruction. But at the end, they're going to either come. And a lot of people are into that surprise. Um, you know, just again, like the fine dom stuff, it, it all falls under the, the femdom category, which is very funny because I am not dominant whatsoever in my personal life at all. It's just part of me, like the acting part of me that I really get into, you know, it's just a cool thing to explore. So crazy. Wow. You learn something new every day. I would totally do the SPH. You don't even have to pay me for that. You don't have to pay me to kick you in your balls. You do not have to pay ball me busting. to kick your money. So you're, what? It's it's called ball busting and that's yeah. the awesome thing. Yeah. I'm down for it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I feel like you would be very good at it. Like all of the above. I just get that vibe like in a good way. I just feel like you would really like you would crush it. So there you go. <laughs> now there is a dungeon in Chelsea that was around for a long time. It was near the Chelsea hotel and you'd like rent out these little um, rooms to do things and like get crazy and stuff like that. Really? And my friend was running the place. I had no idea. Like it was a big business. It's, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know as far as that's interesting. I didn't know that, but um, at least online, that's as far as my knowledge goes. There's a very large community of femdom enthusiasts. And what's your experience with alt erotic? Did you shoot content for them at one point? No. So the way I know Ivan is through Puba, through his um his website network. So in 2015, this was obviously pre OnlyFans when people had websites. 
Um, I was doing boy girl and I had just really, my career was rocking and rolling. I was like, I think it'd be a smart idea to start my own website, you know, and that's when I was producing my own content. That was really the start of it. And so I kept seeing like these cool scenes like pop up on my Twitter feed and they were so like really artistic, very beautiful, very well done. And there were also all these like top name performers at the time. And I was like, what is this network? And I click on it and it's Puba. And I was like, who's behind Puba? It was Ivan. So I DM'd him and I was like, hey, I really want to get a website up. And basically he was like, sure, come to our next like open shoot, which is like they have a house they just shoot all day. So I came, shot a bunch of stuff. I clicked really well with him and like everyone else. And then I just like started working with Puba after that. Yeah, because I saw the photos he's shooting of you. I'm like, who's that? That's like, she looks like Alice in Wonderland. What are you guys doing? So what do you have coming up as far as projects? Oh, a lot of stuff. I'm actually going back out to, so I do live in New York, but that means I travel frequently to do content. So I just got back from Vegas recently. I'm going out to LA at the end of August, early September, and I'm working with Ivan for four days, I think. So I'm going to rent out some cool locations um work with other talent do a bunch of solo stuff too and have Ivan do all of that so I'm super excited for that that's like really exciting for me because like I'm I especially too like the content it'll be like Halloween which I fucking love Halloween so it's it's gonna be a good time I really I really enjoy that and I just I I as much as LA we were talking about the annoyances with LA um on the flip side I do enjoy visiting it's a fun place to visit I, there, there's a lot of stuff I want to do out there um you know Malibu I love to hit the beach I love to go to the healthy vegan spots like all the adventures to be had so I'm definitely ready for that that'll be fun I, I like Malibu too it's one of my favorite areas in uh, Southern California so it's happy beautiful. traveling with that and then you see Ivan you get to shoot stuff What's a day in the life of you like when you actually have a moment to breathe? If you have a moment to breathe. <laughs> like yesterday, I mean, was Sunday I took, I really like just chill it out at home. I mean, I'm pretty routine, even in my off days. I, I just, I do better with structure. So like I'll wake up, I'll have my coffee. Um, since I'm not working that day, I'll really take my time. I'll probably just like sit on the couch and sip my coffee, read a little bit. I'll go for like a run or the gym, depending on what my workout thing is that, that, um, that week, like what I'm up to. I'll take my dog for a long walk. I am a very much like a homebody, like introverted person. I am very social, but like, I really cherish my time at home, um, you know, and really just enjoy the simple simplicities in life, like walking or walking to the store to get a matcha latte, reading my book outside. I have a little like private backyard thing out here. Um, so just, just chilling because most of my life is not chill, um, you know, when I'm in work mode. So I really like to just relax at the house what do you want to do eventually with yourself like what's the um the end plan and I know it's kind of a weird thing because it doesn't always happen that way where there's like the final retirement then what am I doing next because we always change our minds about stuff totally um yeah I don't know I, I for the foreseeable future I'm, I like where I'm at but I, I, I've, and I've on, I've been on this transition for a while. And when I say trans, transition, maybe more expansion is the better word for it. So I do a lot of like collaborations with like brands, um, you know, more of like influencer type stuff. I just happen to really love doing YouTube videos 
um, just sharing my world with my fans and things that I love. I just naturally really enjoy that. So that's something that I'm always going to be doing. Um, I think if anything, I would evolve. I just do more stuff on YouTube, more adventures on YouTube, you know, that kind of thing, TikTok and all the things. I'd like to start a podcast. I just came up with an idea. I just came up with like the framework of it. So I know though, however, that's like a really big undertaking and that's why I haven't done it yet because my plate is already so full and I'm like, am I going to have a life if I start this? So that's a thing I would love to do. And then also I love investing. I'm, I'm really into like a nerdy about like finance, uh, financial planning and stuff like that. And I'd like to maybe, you know, buy or come up with a couple tangible, like real businesses like that I could like purchase and, and let those, you know, let my money work for it. Let my money, uh, work for me. Um, you know, but I, yeah, so that's something I'd like to do. So I got my hands in a lot of pots. I'm always like projects are a thing. It's like important a book one day, probably when I'm older. So, yeah. You should. And it's important, you know, podcasts, yeah, they're a huge undertaking. It's more of an undertaking than um, people realize, but yeah. you like to invest. So do you do stocks as well by any chance? Yeah. So here's a stock tip and it's not really insider trading because in a way everyone does insider trading in a way. Biote, B-I-O-T-E. And this is to all the listeners out there. Biote stocks are amazing. It's a hormone pellet. So it's coming into the market now for people who are up that age where they want to boost their testosterone, estrogen, or they're going through like perimenopause. And instead of taking these creams, which like wipe out, you just take the pellet. But the stock is doing extremely well. No shit. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. Thank you. <laughs> you to. And if fans would like to find you like all over the internet or anyone who's new that wants to know more about you, where can they find you? What are your links? Yeah, so I'm on obviously onlyfans.com slash Alex Links. You can find me on Instagram at the Alex Links, Twitter at the Alex Links, TikTok is XOAlex, Facebook.com slash Alex Links, and YouTube.com slash Alex Links. That is always a mouthful to say. <laughs> it really is. And you know, I did forget to ask you, what was your first scene like? Was it what you expected? What first scene ever? Yes. Oh God. Um, my first scene ever, uh, for ever, ever was, I think it was a fetish scene. I want to say it was for this company called Superbound. I don't know if you've heard, but they're like a clip, like a clips for sale type thing. It's very light bondage. And it was just, I guess I didn't really know what to expect. I kind—I really went in with like an open mind and it was like at this guy's house, obviously legit. It was through the agency, but like he had like uh, areas in his house where they shot. It was cool. Like I, I'm, I'm very easy to like, I'm very good at like getting along with people and connecting with people. So he was easy to work with. It wasn't boy girl or anything. It was like solo stuff. Like I was like, like, um, you know, chained to a bed for 20 minutes, like that kind of thing. Um, my first ever like like studio scene was for Hustler. Um, that was also a solo one. And it was literally just POV talking to the camera. That was really cool because, you know, when you're a fresh talent and you're like going to Hustler, it's like iconic, you know? And I was like, oh my God, I'm a Hustler. And then the um, the solo POV stuff, I, I did a really good job because of the camming experience. I'm just used to talking to a screen and talking about nothing for so long. I can just go off and off and off. Um, so it was a really good experience. And since I did well, I felt really confident. I was like, okay, I can do, I can do this. Like 
I can be a performer. Let's go. <laughs> yes. It's everyone always has different experiences, but that's nice that you had um, a good one and you work with something like Hustler. I mean, he really, that's a big legacy he's left behind yes. him. Yes. One of the nicest people too. Oh, really? I never, never met him. You didn't meet him? I used to go to the Christmas parties when they had the open bar. When they didn't have the open bar, I didn't go. So that was the uh, last time I went, like 2010 or 2011 or something like that. It's I mean, I feel that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's the point of parties? You know, but it's so expensive nowadays to just have an open bar party. So when you go to weddings, they have maybe an open bar for two hours only, and then yeah. that's it. But yeah. So thank you so much for coming on, and I will be sure to plug everything. And uh, yeah, I hope to meet you. Yes, thanks so much, Jasmine. I hope you have a good night. You too. Are you enjoying the ride on my crazy train? Woo! Please make sure to rate and review Crazy Train Podcast. Take a screenshot, send it to me in a DM via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and I will send you a free goodie bag. Oh! And Crazy Train Podcast is now on YouTube. So subscribe, Crazy Train Podcast, that's with a K, on YouTube for video interviews and never heard before interviews and some really cool bonus content. Woo!